0: Welcome to POP, the sermon podcast for Peace Lutheran Church in Gahanna, with Pastors Doug Warburton and Tony Katko. So Merry Christmas to all of you. I am so thrilled to have you here. If uh, you don't know me or I don't know you, my name is Pastor Doug, and we're thrilled to have you with us. If you're a guest with us, We're really glad that you're here and you made the trip in this treacherous uh, driving that we have going on. So thanks for being here and for all of you watching online as well. So we celebrate this amazing birth tonight. I came upon this uh, ancient document that I hadn't seen before that talks about this amazing child that we celebrate was born. And this document goes like this. From no other day does the individual or community receive such benefit as from this natal day, full of blessing to all. The province or providence which rules over all has filled this man with such gifts for salvation of the world as designate him as savior for us and for the coming generations. Of wars he will make an end and establish all things worthy. By his appearing are the hopes of our forefathers. Fulfilled not only has he surpassed the good deeds of earlier time, but it is impossible that one greater than he can ever appear. I mean, that document comes from right around the time was written right around the time of jesus and of course it's talking about who jesus or is it talking of oh here's one more the birthday of god has brought to the world glad tidings that are bound up in him from his birthday a new era begins and yes of course it is talking about this guy Caesar Augustus, this is an inscription that was written right around the birth of Jesus and is talking about the coming of Caesar Augustus and his rising, how he's going to free Rome from all of these ongoing wars, including their own 13-year civil war that they've been fighting. And so uh, Caesar has risen to power, and it was said of Caesar Augustus that at his birth, the reason they knew he was from God is this star blasted across the sky. Some scholars think it was Halley's comet that blasted through, and it was a sign that this new ruler was going to was was truly a god and was going to bring everlasting peace to the world through domination. This was Caesar Augustus. Another story that comes from his birth is it was believed that his mother was a virgin. Sound a little familiar? And that his uh, his mother's husband, who wasn't a part of her conception, had a dream. And in that dream, he saw this light descend into her womb. So it was evident that this was truly a special child. Now this when he became emperor, he would put out these announcements. He would put out what are called evangelions. evangelions They're announcements of good news, good news. Guess what? I am conquering this territory. And so after he would conquer this territory, he would announce it with good news. We have come closer to peace through domination. This guy was truly unique. It was said also of him that some of his followers uh, came up with different terminology for him. So he was born Octavian, but they changed his name once they figured out that his true father was a guy named Apollo. Anyone remember Apollo? He's the God of what? Sun or light, yeah. And so they changed Octavian's name to Augustus. Augustus, the light of the world. And so uh, his followers had different names for him. They would call him things like this, Redeemer, Son of God, Prince of Peace, Savior, Lord. Some of these words sound familiar? I mean, these are all terms originally given To Caesar Augustus. This is who he was. And every year they would celebrate his birth with a 12-day holiday. Do you know what they called it? Advent. Advent of Caesar. And when you greet people in the streets, especially in Rome, it was often common that you would hear people proclaim to one another, Caesar is... Lord, Caesar is Lord, a common greeting. And so like I was saying earlier, he would have these announcements, Un Galleon. It's where we get the word today for evangelical. It's people who spread good news. So these announcements were meant to proclaim, guess what? Our kingdom's getting bigger. We have squashed another territory. We are growing, peace is coming. Another thing that they would do is when they'd conquer a certain area or village or, or a certain section of the world, they would then force people to have a choice. You either worship Caesar and build a temple to worship him, or you die. That's your choice, usually by crucifixion. And so the towns most likely would kind of go along with the plan, and they would form what were called ecclesias. Ecclesias, which is where we get the word church. So they would form these churches forcibly to worship Caesar. Now a few funny facts about Caesar. Most historians have done some research and figured out that he often wore elevator shoes so that he looked taller. Truly an egocentric ruler, right? Another thing that he would do, like in this statue you see here, that's his head, but that's not his body. As he got older, he decided he didn't like the way his body would look on a statue. I can relate. <laughs> so instead, what he would do is he would bring in an Olympic athlete. And they, they would pose for the body part, and then they would put Caesar's head on the body. So this is... Caesar Augustus, Son of God, Prince of Peace, Savior, Lord, Redeemer. Now, now, let's go to the same time frame on the eastern edge of this kingdom in a little town called Bethlehem. Bethlehem, which, which means house of bread, which I love that because In this little town, in the middle of nowhere, remote area, even though it was the home of David, it's become a nothing territory, and in this house of bread is born this child who would become the bread of life. Now now think about this. So now that you have this context of what euangelion, good news, and ecclesia, and and some of this this, uh, terminology for Caesar, Now picture what the gospel writers are doing. You have a gospel writer named Luke. And Luke tells the story of the birth of this child by saying an an angel's announcement to the shepherds. Behold, I bring you good news. You and Euangelion, by the way, of great joy for all the people. In the gospel of Mark, he doesn't have a birth story. But he starts his gospel with these words. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's euangelion again. And if you wrote like that in the days of Caesar Augustus, they would call that majestus. Romans would call that majestus. It translates high treason. High treason. You write words like this, you could pay for it with your life. I mean, that's how... Serious this was. And yet Luke, Luke goes on later and in Jesus' first kind of public appearance at his own synagogue, Jesus stands up, he reads from the uh, prophet Isaiah and then he announces his mission statement to the world, which is, I have been anointed by God to bring good news to the poor let the oppressed go free. he's, He's basically announcing, look, I know you've been told about the one who's gonna bring you good news, but guess what? I bring you a different type of good news. And so Jesus' followers then, guess what they started calling him? The son of God. He's the son of God, not that guy. He's the prince of peace, not that guy. This is Lord, not that guy. This one is coming with a whole different vision of what it means to be a king. This one comes to restore, not destroy. This one comes to serve, not to rule. And so Jesus followers under, think about this, under the nose of an empire, start building their own ecclesias, churches. Can I tell you something, Carol, just between us? These Christians are still here, they're still here. And last I checked, Caesar's followers aren't. 2000 years later, followers of the true Prince of Peace are still showing up to celebrate his birthday. You know anyone that celebrated the advent of Caesar lately? We're still here. You see, God has announced a different type of baby that is coming. And we as Christians announce that he is going to come again. And we know what his kingdom looks like because we've seen it lived out in the flesh. Now we have all sorts of rulers. We have still leaders today that come and they announce their coming and what they're going to bring. I mean, just think of our last four presidents. Go back to president Bush. He announced I'm coming and I'm bringing you a safer America. Go to then president Obama. I'm coming and I'm going to bring change. Go to president Trump. I'm coming. I'm going to drain the swamp and we're going to make America great again. President Biden, I'm coming, and we're going to build back better. And we can go back, and we can see some promises that are fulfilled, and we can see lots of promises that aren't. Then we have other types of leaders that announce they're coming. Elon Musk is coming to save Twitter, right? (laughs) Or, or lately I watched, I, maybe some of you saw this on YouTube, Deion Sanders has just been appointed the football coach at Colorado. And there's this video of him addressing the Colorado Buffaloes for the very first time. And he goes through and he says, all right, I know some of you have been apathetic. That's not gonna happen anymore. You know why? I'm coming. You're not gonna wear hoodies in the locker room anymore. You know why? I'm coming. We're not gonna have this sort of attitude, why? I'm coming. And you saw the players visibly get uncomfortable. At one point, one guy removed his hoodie. <laughs> you see, that's a, I, and I hope Deion Sanders does well, I really like him, but that's a tactic of fear. Sometimes these, these announcements of who's coming and why, it's, it's done out of fear and we are guilty of it in the church. Do you know, Q was informing me of this, do you know one of the top two things Ohio is known for, and I know you're gonna say the Ohio State Buckeyes, but, and the Ohio Bobcats. (laughs) But one of the top two things, according to some poll he saw, was this sign on 71 in between Columbus and Cincinnati, you know what it says, right? What? Hell Hell is real. There's a message of hope right there. (laughs) Hell is real. I was actually in Cincinnati at the Rheingeist Brewery, and Rheingeist teamed up with Columbus Brewery, and they formed a beer together, collaborated to make this beer called Hell is Real. (laughs) And it's really good, actually. (laughs) But that's an announcement that isn't hopeful, and it's based In fear, I mean, let's face it. Some of you tonight, you know who's coming. We sing a song about it. You Better watch out. You'd better not cry. You'd better not pout. I'm telling you why. Yeah, how many of you are excited now? (laughs) But even that, It's a message a little bit based in fear and and the interesting thing is the good news of God is better than that. The good news of God is better than that. Tonight we celebrate that God entered into a world, didn't stay removed from the world, just watching us destroy ourselves. Instead, God enters into it, walks with us, promises to stay with us always till the end of time. God, on this night, announced to us, I haven't given up on you, I haven't given up on the world, and I never will. That's good news.